This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to our final interview of the day. My name is Tim Moser here, Real Presence Live, Fargo Studios, between the railroad track and the cathedral, with lots of road constriction going on here. Yes, road constriction and construction. Rachel's running the board, as always. Thanks again so much, Rachel. Appreciate that. I hope you were here for our last segment. Mike Gormley uh, from down south. Uh, He's a lay evangelist. He's actually going to be up in Dickinson, North Dakota, at one of our banquets here coming in November. So look for him. Uh, we have a great guest, no stranger to Real Presence Radio. I've actually interviewed her, gosh, uh, last year or two about, uh, she's a poet. She's written many, many poems, and we, we talked about that for a whole show. And she's joining us again to talk about something different, but there is a connection that we'll talk about in a little bit. Mary Talkey. Mary, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tim. I'm happy to be here. I, thanks for pronouncing my name correctly. Not everyone gets it. I really appreciate this opportunity. Oh, no problem. The, the, the 10 reminders you gave me before you we went on the air really helped. So, And, and I, I wrote it down to tall key. So <laughs> anyway, that's right. But I appreciate that. Uh, well, Mary, for our listeners that might not know uh, about you, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you work with another, another friend of mine up there in, in uh, northeastern North Dakota, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, so I am Mary Talkey. I'm from Crystal, North Dakota, a little bitty ticky town. I call it in the outback of North Dakota. <laughs> I'm a member of St. Patrick's and Crystal. Father Charles McCroy is our pastor. You'll Good remember man. him well from oh, Fargo. Yeah. And St. Bridget's in Cavalier, he also is the pastor. I'm the office manager here at the Pregnancy Help Center in Park River and have been for 25 years now. My beloved husband, Fred, uh, today is our 53rd anniversary. <sighs> We, we met in Leavenworth, Kansas, where he was in the military, and I was at St. Mary College. We have two sons, Brother Joseph Maria, who is in his fifth year with the Knights of the Holy Eucharist in Lincoln, and that group was founded by Mother Angelica in Hansville, Alabama. Now they're in the Lincoln Diocese. There are 12 total members of them, and we consider them all our sons. Mm. He's able to call us every week and make a home visit for two weeks every year, and we're happy he's happy. We also have a son, Adam Joseph, and he and his wife, Laura, live and work in Bismarck, North Dakota, and he is one of the four managers at the South Walmart in Bismarck, and Laura is the store manager at Joanne's Fabrics. They camp at Medora every year with, their fo- with her folks and fly to Hawaii each winter for vacation, although my son hates flying, yeah. and they enjoy gardening, biking, and time with their three golden retrievers. Adam calls us weekly and sometimes daily just to check on us. So that's, that's my story. Wonderful. So I just have, <laughs> I have one question for you. Do yeah. they ever make it to the outback to actually visit you every once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> well, our two sons do. Adam and Laura come yes. and uh, Brother Joseph come. So, yes. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and people in my family have uh, made the, the tour up here, the journey. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a beautiful area, actually. If you've ever been up there, I mean, you could, you know, you're not too far from the Pemina Gorge and things like that. I mean, it's, right. it's beautiful up there. It's beautiful country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I, I just have to say, for those, our listeners might know about Colleen Sampson, right, who, who you work with. She's the director there of that uh, pregnancy center. And I just have to say, working with her for so long, you, your mannerisms in talking are quite similar. So I, I, I just I find that cute. And even your laugh. I've heard that you know? before. I've heard that before. That's, <laughs> That's just totally interesting. Yes. And 25 years together, we are yeah. um, 
I suppose. You no, know, that, that's wonderful. And also, yeah. of course, congratulations and blessings on, on your anniversary with you and your wonderful husband. That is such a great testament. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And we, we looked at each other yesterday and said, hmm, tomorrow's the 13th. Hmm, that means something. Hmm, oh, happy anniversary. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, that's, mm-hmm. and, 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 and in a way, it's nice that it's just kind of, you know, okay, just an, another thing. I mean, obviously, you're, you're celebrating some sense, but it's just nice to know that you've had that rhythm, right, you know, and just loving each other, and, and I just think that is so wonderful. So one of the greatest uh, joys I have, I go out and play music at assisted living homes and nursing homes, is mm-hmm. to see couples who have been married for a long time just loving each other, regardless of their, their state of health, right? I mean, it's just exactly. like, wow, that is love. That is love. So, When well, he gets I, in my way, I tell him I'll keep him another year. See, isn't that great? <laughs> see, he, he's probably learned just the, 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 the yes, dear, yes, dear, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes, anyway. And obedience comes in many forms in marriage as well as religious life. So that's I right. I mean, I had, uh, I think, uh, oh, what is it, 75 years of religious life, and and uh, obedience. So God bless her. Yeah, so let, let, let's talk about Sister Wilhelmina a little bit. Now, just in case our, 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 some of our listeners haven't heard or just know just the very basics, tell us a little bit about Sister Wilhelmina and why it's such big news. Well, she's an incorruptible. Um, mm-hmm. and t- t- an tell our listeners what that means. Incorruptible yeah. means that someone was exhumed for one reason or another. For her particular reason, they were going to move her, um, they thought, bones to um, another resting place in a shrine in their chapel because she was the foundress of their community. And so they found her body in the same state as when they buried her four years ago. Just incredible. And there are about 100 incorruptibles, or maybe a few more, in the world. And and this one is in the United States. I'm I'm going ahead of myself here, but that's what's going on with Sister Wilhelmina. And I'll tell you how we came to learn about it, but that's part of my story here. Sure. (laughs) But Sister Wilhelmina Lancaster is the foundress of the Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of Apostles, whose monastery is now in Gower, Missouri, and I'm originally from Missouri. She was born on Palm Sunday, April 13, 1924. She writes in her journal that she saw the Blessed Virgin at age two when she was in her high chair. So she Mm. was a mystic from early on. Yes. At her first communion at age nine, she saw and heard our Lord ask her if she would be his. She said he was so handsome, how could she resist? (laughs) She later learned that not everyone heard Jesus speak to them at Holy Communion. Not (laughs) everyone did. So um, just instances of her early mystic life. Yeah, you know, when, when you talk, I'll, I'll let you go on in a second, but just, I just have to throw this in. So, <laughs> talk about he was so handsome. You know, how how could I how could I say no? That's mm. probably what happened fifty odd years ago when your husband asked you to marry him, right? He was so <laughs> handsome. How could you say no? Well, here's the story on that. Okay. I was in my senior year at college. He okay. said I was desperate, <laughs> and I I said he needed me the most, and I needed to be needed. So there's mm. that story. Wonderful. That's great. <laughs> well, let, let's let's get back to your Sister Wilhelmina. Though, go ahead. So Sister Wilhelmina first joined the Oblate Sisters of Providence in Baltimore, Maryland at the age of 17, directly after graduating high school in St. Louis. She remained a professed sister with that order for 50 years until, I don't know, in the 60s, somewhere in there, um, the the sisters began to change their wearing of the habit Mm -hmm. and going to street clothes, and she wasn't having any of it. Mm -hmm. So she continued to make her own habit and wear it. And one story said how it saved her life when she was teaching in a classroom. One of the disgruntled students threw a knife at her, and it bounced Mm -hmm. off her neck from the coif she was wearing. Wow. So uh, stories about Sister Wilhelmina, there's many in her book, and it's called God's Will. And Okay, 
So she founded the Order of the Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of Apostles, at the age of 70. Never let it be said that our work for the Lord is ever done. Mm, yeah. At the age of 70. So um, how did we... Yeah, so, so it. And, and it was actually founded in in uh, in Pennsylvania, right? And then 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 it moved back to Missouri, but right where she was from, someone donated land, right? And then she was happy to, to move on back. Did it, do I have that part of the story right? From what I'm I, thinking, that's correct. Okay, yes. okay. Oh yeah. But anyway, so, yes. Tell us, how did you come about to go visit her? So Fred and I were on our way to Missouri for a family gathering of my family. Okay. And going to see Sister Wilhelmina was totally divine providence. We had had tickets to fly to Missouri two separate times before and had to cancel when we could not go. So this time we determined to drive at the same time as my 95-year-old sister was flying in with her daughter from Colorado. So we agreed to go slowly, take the trip in stages. We stayed in Nebraska City the first night and were able to have supper with our son, Brother Joseph. And he brought us a bag of medals and rosaries blessed by a priest to take to my family. So as we were driving south the next day on I-29, I received a text from Colleen, my director, at the PHC asking if Gower, Missouri was near my family and did we know what was going on there, and she sent a link telling about Sister Wilhelmina. So Fred and I looked at each other in the map and said, let's go. Wonderful. I think, I think that's great. So tell us a little bit about what, what it's like. What, what, what it's like there, the monastery and, and what it looks like and people and all those things. Okay, a little backstory. Mm-hmm. We, so we drove into Gower, mm-hmm. uh, into the city, and stopped a local lady who was walking and asked directions to the monastery. She didn't know how to get out there, but an elderly gentleman was just coming out of his house, and she called over to him and asked if he knew where the nunnery was located and how to get there. So it turns out he used to live out there and watched mm. the monastery being built. So he told us his life story, gave us the exact directions <laughs> how to get to there, and then we told him what was happening out there and that now he would have lots of news for the coffee crowd in the morning. Mm-hmm. So then we drove to the monastery grounds off the gravel road and found hundreds of cars already parked up and down the, the drive to the chapel. Oh. Folks were just coming out of mass there. So in the meantime, we met this young lady with three children, each of whom had a physical anomaly for which she had come to pray. She showed us a handout that she was given with permission to take some soil from Sister Wilhelmina's grave. So we did that first while we waited for the mass attendees mm-hmm. to leave. Sure. So what we saw, yes. we, felt, we came into the chapel after, sta- after standing in line for our turn and to see Sister Wilhelmina's body. She was dressed in her habit and coil and coif, lying in state on a table, open for us to walk mm-hmm. beside her on either side. Hundreds of people were coming in and out doing this very thing for those two weeks before she went into her glass container. Fred and I were on the left side. Fred was on the left side as he walked in and was so totally entranced with this amazing phenomenon. He knelt by her side and quietly asked his petition. So I went on the right-hand side as we came in and touched her hand, touched her face, leaned down to whisper my petitions into her ear, knowing her spirit in heaven would hear me, mm-hmm. and I could smell that she was fragrant. Mm. This was not a decomposing body. This was an amazing phenomenon. And it was so precious to be able to be there and be in that that window of opportunity to be able to touch her. Mm-hmm. There was no rush, no rushing. Everybody took their time touching her, her habit, her hands, her face. There was a profound peace in the room, despite the numbers of people coming and going. 
So Fred went to the bookstore, found some CDs for the chance that they have become famous for, and then I got to be interviewed by a TV station from Kansas City. So that's what happened when we saw Mother Wilhelmina. Wonderful. You know, a, a couple of things come to mind. We're talking with Mary Talkey, and we'll talk about them a little more after the break. But you talked about the uh, the CDs. I went online, and boy, they have such a wonderful har- harmonious mm-hmm. chant. You know, it's, yes. it's it's just it's just amazing. They're uh, the top of the charts for their category of music. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I've got another thing I want to share with our listeners and you after, and I would like to get your your take on that as well. So we're talking with Mary Talkey about Sister Wilhelmina, and you're listening to Real Presence Live. We will be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves in their arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central, and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary, Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. For me, it was just a question of, okay, put aside all of your preconceptions, your Protestant judgments and and come to it with an open mind and once i did that i started to recognize there was a whole bunch of scripture as as a protestant scripture was the bellwether for everything that i had never looked at in the way the catholics did in fact i think there were scriptures that i had felt like i'd never even seen before I'm like what where did that come from and uh so then as as the fog was lifted I think the biggest thing that happened for both of us is that we recognized we no longer had to have all of the answers. There was a magisterium in place, and I can spend my entire life living contentedly in the Catholic faith and never stop learning and never have to have all the answers because the church has them. And if I have a question, I can find it out. The Catholic faith brought us complete peace. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone. My name is Tim Mose, your host today for Real Presence Live, right here in the Fargo studios. And this is our last segment, our last part of our show today. It's gone really fast. We're talking with Mary Talkey and her experience of going down and seeing Sister Wilhelmina, uh, as you probably have heard of the news, incorrupt. They were going to move her body. She was buried four years ago. She was found to be incorrupt. And so she was lying in state. When she and her husband went, she actually got to touch her hand, her face, uh, whisper her petition in her ear. 
My goodness. My goodness. And Mary, I, I want to get back to one thing you said there. You said, even though there were so many people, there was a peace in that room. People are looking for peace. Well, why do you think there was that peace? Why, why do you think so many people are, are flocking down there to see Sister Wilhelmina? Well, I think, number one, it's, it's, um, it's such an unusual phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't happen, and people, people need hope. And, and this is a sign of hope, and God still working miracles in our midst. And we're not going to talk about miracles. I think it's a personal, you know, um, the church hasn't declared it a miracle, so we can't say publicly that right. it's a miracle, but, mm-hmm. but that it's a miraculous type of event. And it peace exudes the place, and I think part of that reason also is the, the lifestyle of the sisters. They are contemplative, holy, prayerful, singing women. It, it permeates their chapel. It permeates the grounds. And and everyone is reverent. There's a reverence there because of what is happening, and people are very reverent coming to this event, coming to her, coming and getting to touch her while I was there during that first two weeks when she was, you know, still out of the case. We could walk right by her and touch her, and we did. And it was, and I put the medals that my son had mm-hmm. given me just the night before to her, of rosaries and things that had been given to me. Now they're not relics but they may be one day. Right now, they're holy remembrances of that visit, and I was able to give them out to all of my family um, at our family reunion that I couldn't get to before by flying. Uh, we had to go by driving, and here's why. Um, so we could see Sister Wilhelmina and, and all this amazing phenomena. It isn't just amazing how God works, you know, and, and the, the beauty of... I just love how God works in just, just the ordinary things, right? Okay, you couldn't fly. Okay, so I guess we'll drive, you know? And Oh, there was a reason for that, you know? I, I was I, This street was closed, so I walked down this street. No, you know, I, I met what... You know, God has just so many great things planned for us if we're just, just open to it, right? How many times, oh, I can't do things my way. Great, you know, and we get upset. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. God's got a better plan. And, and I, I need to remind myself of that every day. And, and as you mentioned, you did a good job, Mary, talking about it's not, a, you know... Even though she's clearly incorrupt, the, the church hasn't declared a miracle yet, but you're sharing your personal experience, which, which was obviously profound. And as you said, someday, and if the church does declare it a miracle, those, those will be relics then, you know, and she's a saint, then then, then, then they will be. So, so will I be a relic then, Tim, because I touched her, so oh, you'll have you, you, to be very cautious with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. After I touched her. No, that's... Yeah, but interesting, because Sister Wilhelmina's book, uh, written by her sisters, she died four years ago. And they they wrote a book about her, and it's called God's Will. Mm-hmm. And so her life was um, was was doing God's will. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You know, I, I heard part of an interview uh, done with her, and I I just loved it because. Uh, and I don't I don't say this in a, in a negative or derogatory way in any way, but it was a profound simplicity about her. Very, you know, she 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 explained as you mentioned the first communion. She she talked about that in the interview. You know, I just, yes. you know, I, I did Jesus Jesus talked to me as so handsome, and he said, I, "I want you to be with me. I want you to 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 give your life to me." She says, "Oh, okay." You know, it's like, wow, you know, that simplicity of I don't have my own agenda. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I am well. What's your book? God's will. Will. And mm-hmm. oh my goodness, how I could use that. How many times a day? 
do I want to do my will? I pray the prayer, my kingdom come, my will be done, you know, instead of God, who, who, is, who is so good infinitely better plans for me than I could ever have for myself, you know? what? How does Father, uh, Bishop Barron call it? The ego drama in my mind compared to the theodrama that he has planned for me. And so I, I just, I think that's great. I, I love how God just uh, brought you down there, you know, through through the car and everything, and, and that that's wonderful. Mary, some people might be sitting there thinking, ah, you know, um, I'm thinking about maybe going down and, 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 and being there and seeing that. What would you say to them? I would say absolutely. It's in the United States. Most of the other incorruptibles are in Europe. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people get to travel to Europe, um, but this is right here in the United States. And Missouri, frankly, is in the middle of the country. Yeah. Yeah. So from Texas, people were coming. From North Dakota, people were coming. Mm-hmm. From the East Coast and West Coast, people are coming. And I would highly recommend. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so real that God is so um, in our midst and, and doing a wonderful work. Now, this lady's life was not easy. She was born and raised in St. Louis during the time of segregation. It talks about it in yep. her book. Um, she is an amazing woman. And, and her sisters talk about her being delightful, funny. Um, maybe a little mischievous. She was always uh, good with their little plays and things they did. Um, just a, an amazing woman. The other thing I liked about her and connected was that she wrote poetry. Mm-hmm. And in her book, the sisters have included much of her poetry in the book that they um, produced about her life. And I write poetry, and it's one of those things that it doesn't just, I don't sit down and write poetry. It's another one of those windows that opens. And God shows me beauty in the land, like you said, the beauty out here in the outback, the mm-hmm. beauty wherever we go, the beauty of the hills in Missouri, although we were glad to get back to our flat North Dakota, and, <laughs> and no, no traffic. Yeah. Um, but God shows me things that are beautiful, and, and then I, I just write, and he gives it to me. <clears throat> and so, apparently, Sister Wilhelmina uh, wrote poetry as well. I thought that was interesting. As I was reading about her, I thought about she too. I said, "Oh yes, Mary, we, we, we did a show about your poetry." And so I, I was I was so excited that you you got you found that too and got that connection. That's wonderful, mm-hmm. um, Mary. If if listeners want to learn more about a Sister Wilhelmina, what would you recommend they do? Well, her book is uh, very concise, and you can reach her or her music. Uh, I shouldn't say her music, their music, the sisters of the. Mary, Queen of Apostles. Um, you can find it at, oh, I have that written down, Mary, Mary, Queen of Apostles, Mary, Benedictines of Mary, all one word, dot org. Benedictines of Mary, all one word, dot org. And so you can go there and find about, you know, this book. You can find their music. There are so many of their um, CDs that they have put out already. And they've gone to the top of the charts in their category, in their music category. They do beautiful chant. They do Gregorian chant. Um, they were singing at her as she was dying. They were singing mm-hmm. some of their, their music to her, and she was just at peace as she was dying. Mm-hmm. So again, there's that word peace. Peace. Mm-hmm. It makes mm-hmm. me think of the bumper sticker, right? N-O God, <laughs> no God, N-O peace. K-N-O-W, God, K-N-O-W, peace. And that is it, personified. Mary, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I appreciate it. Hope to see you in person again here pretty soon. But thanks again for sharing your thoughts about Sister Wilhelmina with us. We appreciate it. And thank you for this opportunity. Um, It's a joy to share. I just can't wait to tell everybody I meet that what's going on down there. That's wonderful. Thanks so much. That's Mary Talkey, 
about her experience with Sister Wilhelmina. Well, Rachel, I guess that's a show, huh? And if I remember right, we probably have another one coming up in a couple days here, huh? Yes, we do. Why don't you tell our listeners about it? So, on the next Real Presence Live, that's Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer are your hosts, coming to you live from the Grand Forks studio. They'll be speaking with Nancy Gord, exploring the themes and message of The Hunger Games, a book by Suzanne Collins, and then get your questions ready for Straight Talk with Father Leffer and Father Gross. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Nice. Father Leffer and Father Gross. Quite a duo, I tell you, if you ever listen to them. That's awesome. And of course, that's uh, that's kind of your country, isn't it? Back up north there? Aren't you from, is it Thompson, Thompson I want to say? Yep. Look at that. I remember. Yep. Pretty pretty, uh, pretty good of the old guy here, huh? Yeah. Your dad's still teaching? Yep. Okay. Working in Grafton now. Wow. Now, do you have a, do you have an older brother? I do. Yeah. Okay, what, what's he doing now? My older brother, Derek, lives in Fargo. Okay. He works for a farmer in Kindred, and he also... Uh, runs the groomers that clear snow in Fargo during the winter. Oh, so. really? Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's been busy this last year, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so, so what are some of your plans? So you're working as an EMT a little bit at Sanford, right? Yeah. Is, is that kind of a part-time yeah, thing? Yeah, that's okay. part-time. Working mm-hmm. here part-time, okay. and that's about it. Okay. Any future plans? Any kind of thing you're looking to do or just happy right where you're at Not now where God has now. you? Okay. Just kind of recently finished up a year of school, taking mm-hmm. the next year off, okay. taking the time to figure out what to do. Yeah, so. see, see what God wants. Well, that, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. That, that's awesome. And how many younger brothers and sisters do you have? I have five younger siblings, so four younger brothers and one sister. Wow, that's great. Yep. What a, well, how, how old is the youngest now? Uh, he's seven, but he'll be eight in July. Wow, that's great. That's great. Yep. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, as always, Rachel. Uh, I, I love what you do. Thanks so much for your, your professionalism and, and everything you do here for Real Presence Radio. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, keep keep the old man sounding okay here. I, I like <laughs> <Right>. that. Thanks. <laughs> it, that's a big job. It's a tall job. All right, my friends. Well, hey, that's it for Real Presence Live right now, but thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate that. Uh, we'll get you back to other programming. And of course... Uh, next thir- on Thursday, we'll have Father Gross and Father Leffer on Real Presence Live. So until next time, remember to practice your faith every day. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.